welcome to Encourage Podcast with Pastor Roy Rhodes, where each week we uplift your spirit by exploring topics to bring you encouragement and speak into your life, helping you to focus on good things around you that are blessed by God. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Here's your host, Pastor Roy. Do you ever feel broken? Like you've made decisions that have left you in pieces, or life perhaps has just knocked you off a proverbial shelf And now you lay on the floor in a dozen pieces. Maybe just the circumstances of your life leave you in a state that you regularly feel as if you're less than you used to be in some way, or that you have less than what is required to face a particular situation or to advance your life or to be equal with those around you. You just feel like you live in a deficit situation because of either what's going on or because of a decision that you made in the past or because of hurts or because of circumstances or loss. Maybe you've lost a loved one that was just a huge part of your life and now you feel broken. Maybe, maybe it happened many years ago but you still carry a mark of that loss or perhaps that decision or that hurt. And you'd like to be past it. You'd you'd like to be free of it, but every day is like the one before and you feel less in some way. Maybe you feel that way right now. Maybe the circumstances of our world, the things that you're going through, the things that are going on, uh, we've talked about it uh, now for this is the fourth week, the coronavirus and all the things in our world, maybe it's left you feeling broken, pieces of you, like things are fragmented and you used to feel more whole, more purpose-driven, more vision-driven. You used to know what you were supposed to do and how to get there. And now we're living in a whole new world with new parameters and new requirements. And you really don't know how to navigate this world. You feel broken. You feel like something's out of sync. Something's not the way it's supposed to be. Ever feel that way? I know I have. I was re- sort of sort of reviewing that, thinking about how to help people, how to how to just encourage, as is the subject of this podcast. And I came upon a picture, an illustration of something that I had seen before. Have you ever seen the plates or cups that they're repaired with gold? They they have this pattern of gold. Uh, not really repaired. I just thought it was just a pattern of veins on just beautiful pieces of ceramic ware. Well, it turns out that is a Japanese art. Uh, It's called kintsugi. Kintsugi. Kint means gold. Sugi means bonding, gold bonding. And it's something that began, historians believe, either in the late 14th or the early 15th century. They don't know exactly who started it, but they believe that it dates back that far. The, the story goes like this, that in that day, most of the plates and the bowls and the cups that were not wooden were made out of ceramics. Japan was one of the places where uh, the ceramic ware and the development of those, uh, those trades, those arts, first began. And because of the, well, just the cost of it, if you dropped a ceramic bowl or a plate... It wasn't something that you wanted to dispose of. It was a very valuable thing. Even just a, a non-ornate, regular, everyday, and I don't know that the common people would have had this, but a piece of ceramic ware that you ate your dinner on that dropped on the floor, you didn't just throw it away. It would be sent to be repaired. And it was in that time that repairmen began using uh, 
gold, silver, or platinum dust mixed with resin to fill the cracks and to rejoin the pieces. And perhaps you've seen some of the images. That's the picture that I had seen before that I was referring to earlier. And if you haven't seen it, go, go to the internet and just look up Kent Sugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I, one word, Kent Sugi. And you'll see some pictures of some phenomenally beautiful plates and bowls and pitchers and things that have been put back together using this process of mixing gold, silver, and platinum dust with resin and then lacquering over those to fill the cracks or to rejoin the broken pieces. This is a, uh, an Eastern philosophical viewpoint, but it, it is so represented in what Christ does in people's lives. And it's such a great way to think about our own life in regard to the broken pieces, into the difficult times, into the struggling seasons of our life. Because the end result, when a plate would be broken and it would be put back together, mixing these precious metals with resin and then lacquering over it, the end result always produced something far more beautiful than the original piece. What was just a normal, everyday piece of dinnerware became an exquisite work of art. Beautiful. More valuable than it had been before it was broken. Isn't that a neat way to think about what's possible when something leaves you broken? Instead of being in a deficit situation, if you allow the Lord to do what he does... You turn into something far more beautiful, far more valuable than you were even if you had never been broken. There's some scripture that speaks about that. One of my favorites is in the book of Isaiah. Let me read it to you. It's Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3 from the New Living Translation. It says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. Festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. That section of scripture is full of just wonderful promises, but there's a couple of pieces that I want you to notice specifically. It says that he has come, the one that is that the scripture prophetically is speaking about, has come to comfort the brokenhearted. You ever had your heart broken into many pieces. You know that when we speak of heart in that regard, we're not talking about the pump of our blood. We're talking about the seat of our emotions, the things that we love, the, the things that uh, make life good. And there are all kinds of things that can leave you brokenhearted. Loss, ruin of financial things, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one. Lots of things in life can leave you brokenhearted. This scripture is prophetically talking about one who has come to comfort the brokenhearted, to put back together hearts that have been broken, to proclaim to captives and prisoners 
their release, their freedom. Ever felt chained by something? Felt like it had you bound up, that a part of your life was broken because of the bondage, the, the, the weight that rested upon you, perhaps because of a decision or a course of life or a place you find you're in, whether it was your decision or someone else's, you end up in a place where you're just held captive. Ever been that way? I have. This scripture talks about one who has been sent to tell all those who mourn. Something's been broken. Something's been lost. All who mourn that now they were entering the time of the Lord's favor. And with it, God's deliverance from any enemy. And that's not just referring to people. It's referring to all kinds of things that would oppress you and would push you down. And then listen to verse 3. It says, To all who mourn in Israel, he, this one who comes prophetically, is going to give a crown of beauty for ashes. That was the phrase that really drew me to this verse of Scripture in reference to this idea of kintsugi, things being put back together and becoming more beautiful after they were put back together, even than they were before they were ever broken. That this one who would come would be able to take the broken pieces of life, things that had been perhaps burned all the way to ashes, and take out of that, out of the loss, out of the ruin, and you understand the metaphor, fire reduces things that were structural, things that were useful, things that were beautiful, things that were important, and reduces them down to ashes. But this one that Isaiah is prophetically writing about is come to take those ashes and restore them to a place of great beauty, to give a crown of beauty. A crown sits as a symbol of acknowledgement, but also it's something that you notice instantly on anyone that's wearing a crown. So someone can go from ashes, great ruin, to the thing that is noticed first about them is the great beauty that now fills their life. My goodness, that's a great picture of this process by which things that were broken are now made, not just put together. It's not sort of sloppily stuck back together and it sort of resembles the thing that it used to be. No, it's more. The ashes go to a place where great beauty is the result. And because it's a crown, it's the very first thing people notice about you. I love that picture. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes a joyous blessing instead of mourning. So instead of crying, this process by which things get put back together, it doesn't leave you limping or sort of mauled. Okay, yeah, my, my leg works, but it doesn't really work. My, my heart is together, but it'll never be the same. Or, uh, you know, I've, I'll always be in a deficit condition, but no, that's not what this is. Those that endure this process that the Lord can do, and this one that is prophesied about, they go from mourning, weeping, the sorrow, the puffy eyes, the stuffy nose, the, the, the nights of no sleep. They go from mourning, because that's what mourning is, to joyous blessing. You go from a weeping that endures in the night to a joy that comes in the morning, the scripture says. Festive praise instead of despair. My goodness, what, what a powerful picture of transformation where we go from despair to festive praise. In their righteousness, 
they become like great oaks. You know about great oaks, don't you? Deep roots, strong. The wind can blow, but they don't get blown over. That sounded so much like what this Japanese art of kintsugi was that I thought, what a great picture, what a great illustration of what takes place when this prophetic one that Isaiah is talking about takes people through this process where they are put back together and made more beautiful. Now, in case you haven't already made the connection, we know who that prophetic one was because in Luke chapter 4, Jesus sits in the synagogue in Nazareth during his earthly ministry, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah is given to him. He is already by that time a noted rabbi. People believe him to be a great teacher. And he stands there in the synagogue and he unrolls the scroll of Isaiah and he can pick any piece of it to read from. And he says from Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it the day of God's anger against their enemies. Listen, you may have been broken. You may be living in a season that is producing a broken heart or your finances have been broken or relationships have been broken. I want you to know that the Lord, when he puts you back together, you won't just be what you were before you'll be far better than that. That he will weave in between the broken pieces his grace and his love and his goodness and what is produced on the other side is far, far better than even what you were had you never been broken. You may not be able to see that now, but how many times have you and I gone through seasons of life that were very difficult only to look back on them in the years, maybe the days, maybe the weeks, maybe the month, but often it takes years so that our perspective widens enough for us to be able to see it. And we look back and we see all of the benefits of what the Lord has done in our life. And how many times have we said, you know, I don't know that I want to go through that again, but I sure wouldn't trade what it produced in me for it. God can bring you out the other side and make you so beautiful that you'll look upon it like a great work of art. And that's what it'll be beautiful, useful, exquisite. And that's the way the Lord does things. And that's what Jesus came to do. So be encouraged. It may be hard for a season, but you're coming out the other side far more beautiful than you were when you went in. God bless you. Hope this has encouraged you. Have a great day. We'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encourage Podcast with Pastor Roy Rhodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and at Abundant.Church. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to focus on good things around you that are blessed by God. 